You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Um, it is uh, middle of September, towards the end of September, and I am whip dog tired. I'll be honest with you. Um, we I had all these dreams um, going into the family of like how we're going to do the year different and how we're going to control the calendar and how we're going to have carve out date nights and you know a lot of it was motivated by um, the conversation I had with the we had with the wives you know and, yeah, and yeah, hearing yeah. their heart a little bit and I'm like oh we're going to do it right this time yeah yeah and now we're a month in and I'm like I'm a complete failure You're like what what's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm rewatching Pinky Blinders right now. Oh wow! I've Alone, never, never even heard. My it, wife so. doesn't like it. Well, I've never even seen it. But it's I violent. Check it out. It's so. very violent. But I, I feel that same. You know, sometimes you feel that same way, especially now in the midst of just the crazy and the busy and and everybody. And I'm not exaggerating when I say everybody. Everybody I talk to is like, man, I am just overwhelmed. I'm just running like crazy. And so got to think that it's it's not just it's not just the two of us sitting here. It's got to be all all you guys that are listening to that I just feel like there's a period of busy. If you're not, I really am grateful. I'm excited and so for those guys who aren't uh, who are still just kind of running. Yeah. Um, man, uh, we feel you. Feel you in that situation. Yeah. It's pretty rough. And so since we're running we, down a dream. Yes, an old Tom Petty there. That is Tom Petty. Rest well, in it peace, was it uh, was yeah, rest in peace. Because uh Tommy you, boy Yes, it was, and uh, and so so I, I I believe what we're coming at is like man we we know that we're we're trying to support our wives and our families and do all these things and pursue our dreams and what God's given us, but I also know that at the same time God has given our wives dreams, right? And and I don't think it was just to do the laundry and the dishes <laughs> and run the kids around and think about their health and make their lunches and do all the feel I mean, like, guilty that they're not working out as much as they'd want to and correct and, yeah. And and sometimes it's, it feels like sometimes we can be backed in a corner because we get so busy in ourselves doing our dreams, and then there they sit on the sideline supporting us because they wanna they want us to see us lead lead our families and, right, and even even the church biblically it's like oh well you know we want you to lead your families like okay well that that doesn't mean the wife has nothing to say, <laughs> but there's this belief of well my husband's doing his thing, and so I'm just gonna kind of do what I need to to survive. Right. You to, know? to help him and support him in what he's doing. And and it, I, th- I think that was the thing that in reflecting over the conversations with our wives um, that really came out to me was like, first off, I hadn't, I hadn't had that kind of conversation with my wife in a long time. And so I loved the opportunity to just sit down and listen to her and her heart. And we weren't talking calendars. We weren't yeah. talking about the next to-do list or we weren't talking about the refrigerator that continues to break on us. Mm-hmm. It was it was like talking about the deep stuff, yeah. you know, the stuff yeah. that's under the surface. And I just realized, man, I, I, I have neglected my wife and the unique creation that God has made her because um, she's exceptionally gifted at doing mom stuff. And so I'm like, oh, as long as she's doing mom stuff, everything's great. And the reality is, and yeah. I, I hear you saying is, like, um, like as much as I love to... You know, I I become obsessed with like, okay, God, what what are you calling me to? What's the dream that you have for me? And that that kind of language, and and I realize my wife has been the faithful one. She's been the loyal one. She's been the one just grinding it mm. away. Yeah. And um, and she has dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And well, let me rephrase that. God has dreams for her. Yeah. And um, and I have done a horrible job of creating space. 
and asking the question of her, like, what well, what do you want? Like, what do you... Okay, so we're in our mid-40s. We're going to be retiring here in the next 20 years. So we're halfway through our careers. What do you want? Like, yeah. what are you dreaming about? Yeah. You know, you're a good teacher. You're a faithful teacher. You're successful as a teacher. Does that really bring you life? Or is it just the grind because we need the income and we need the uh, health insurance? Yeah. You know, and, and what does it look like for you to pursue how God's uniquely created you? Yeah. Um, and uh, I just realized that I've kind of failed on that. And uh, maybe that's the conversation we need to have today. You know, it, it there's this feeling uh, sometimes that maybe we, we might act like we have it together. And, and I hope that we've never come off that way, guys, as we have these conversations with you. We're not coming from a, a point of come hither to where we are. It's more <laughs> of an idea of a conversation of, yeah, I mean, God's, God's allowed you to excel in certain ways that he hasn't allowed us. And we've excelled in other ways and given us a different perspective and, and vice versa. And so this is a conversation for us to say, man, we don't have this together. And, you know, there are times that even in the midst of the busy, you, you can almost kind of neglect that part of our wife's heart is the reality that, man, they were made to dream uh, just like we were. And God, right. when I mean that, God has cast something on them that, that only he sees that they're supposed to accomplish between him and and her, right? Uh, you know, for his greatest glory. And a lot of times that gets pushed to the side because of the sake of the call of the man in the, in the life that wants to do something. And I guess we're, today I'm going, man, I want to help my wife understand how to help her dream because maybe there's a lot of guys who feel that way. Like, man, I feel like I, my wife is made for more than this, but I've neglected her. I've watched her get things ready and every day the kids are done and they're, and they're running to school and they're, they're going, going, going. But Which I is great. Not, yes. And it's needed. And I know God's put that in them as well. Because if it was up to us, man, we we the kids would still be in their underwear from six years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the wives just just man. Uh, when I use the word fill the gaps, it's not this negative thing. It's it's man. We would fall apart without right. them. But at the same time, how do we help them dream so that there there isn't a move on? You know, and I'm watching uh, people who are who are on on social media who who have consistently. I'm not going to just say walked away from marriages, but I'm going to say like they've, they've kind of had these crisis of beliefs that go beyond that. And I think some of that comes down to the, these wives have been fighting for the hearts of their kids. And we've just kind of allowed that to happen myself. You know what I'm saying? By just, oh, I'm pursuing this, but I'm not allowing her to pursue what God's really put in her heart. So today that conversation comes up because right. after, again, listening to what they said on, on the podcast, like I want them to dream. Could you imagine guys all you guys listening if our wives came alive and what god called them to be and and we have the the opportunity to allow that to happen so it it reminds me um i have a wedding coming up this weekend uh which is gonna be hilarious uh for a whole host of reasons that i'm not going to get into but anyways um i'm excited for them but i think you know one of the big things that we talk about um in pre-marriage counseling and, and in weddings and everything else is the idea that god has made a promise is as these two individuals will become one flesh yeah. And I don't think we've really wrestled with that, many of us, what that means. I mean, sexually, we're like, oh, yeah, it's sex. Woohoo. And there's yeah. a physical aspect of absolutely. it. Sure, absolutely. But I think it's, it's a lot of, uh, and I think our wives get it much more like, like becoming one, one flesh is one emotion, becoming one in um, physical intimacy, becoming one in mental, like challenging each other and growing each other. And, um, you know, and my dreams are her dreams and, 
And the aspect of her dreams should be my dreams. Yeah, and so do you yeah. know what your wife dreams about? Do you know what your wife is really passionate about? Do you know? Because I'm wagering to bet. Well, no, I know this for a fact. It's got to be more than just the kids because the kids are going to move out. Absolutely. And if it's just about the kids, then you're going to be a hover parent, and the kids are never going to be able to, to mature to the point where they can move out. And then you're stuck with a 35-year-old son in the basement, and you're pissed off, and your wife realizes that it's not fulfilling her, and she's ticked off. But you now have this handicapped child, mentally, emotionally, and, and socially, living in the basement of your house, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so the dream that God has placed on her is more than just raising kids. Kids is probably a part of it, just like it is for us as husbands. Like, yeah. I come alive when my son succeeds. I come alive when my daughter succeeds. Yeah. Um, but it's got to be more than that. And, and I'm holding up the mirror and realizing I have not had this conversation with my wife since we were dating. Like, what do you want? What are yeah. you dreaming about in the future? And I think maybe, man, it's time for us to pause to get off of um, the wrestling for our own dreams and, and trying to figure out what our own vision is and say maybe maybe that comes in, in, in clearer as our wives begin to discover their dreams because at a certain point in life, my job is to support her in pursuing her dreams as much as she's supported me in pursuing my dreams. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a perfect example. I have a friend who, 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 uh, who had, a, had a business where he took three months off to pursue the heart of his wife in a very, very positive way. And God has blessed it mightily this, this last, this year. And I saw that and we were having the conversation and the whole conversation went down to, I mean, I really firmly believe that the reason why God is blessing it now is because you put your family first and you put your wife first, not even just, oh, my kids, but my, my wife, I put her first. And, and, and when I mean that, yes, God is first. So hear me out and all those who are angry at the cliche right now, but <laughs> God has always been first, but the reason why God, because because God was first, He saw the heart of His wife right. that needed that needed time, and so because of that, there was a fear of like, am I going to lose this? Am I not going to lose this? And then God blessed it. So so even if it was to be lost, He He gained He gained back what He thought He would have lost. Right, the kind of thing. So let's start at the at the basics. We use these cliches all the time, like, oh, what do you dream about your future? What do you dream about tomorrow? Okay, great, wonderful. What what do we actually mean by the word dream? Like the dream that someone might have for themselves or for their family or, or for the, the marriage. What, what do we actually mean by that, Bill? Well, I, I think it's, it's the God-given dream, and it's the dream when things are quiet. And so I think even layering that, um, if, if, if any, you know, our wives or anything like anybody else's wives, man, busy is part of it because they're trying to, again, fill the gaps of all the ways that we walk in and we're like, oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess you got that taken care of. And so I think first thing, we need to, to eliminate as much of that distraction as a husband. Okay. Um, and so I think it's, it's kind of layered in looking around our world, the home. What are the things that I find my wife running to every day that needs to get done? If it's, man, if it's, a, if it's the laundry, if it's, if it's the dishes, if it's the clean kitchen or, the, or she's a, she loves that the towels are folded a certain way, or what, you need to be aware of that. And that we've talked about being a student of your wife, but it's removing the distractions that are causing her to stay busy. Uh, and, and, and not in a way of like just, just blowing that out of the water, but, but being supportive and showing her, listen, I want you to be able to stop, so right. I want to help. So that may be the first conversation. How can I help you around here? What can I do to alleviate that pressure in your mind right. so she can be still? Right. She can see striving like Psalm 4610 says so that she can be still enough to actually hear because because some of the core may be I'm not be able to even hear the voice of God because I'm so busy, even though I'm pursuing his heart. You know what I'm saying? You just you, you got to have time to stop. Right. And I think there's you know, when we talk about dreams, I think it's a, it's a combination of three things. 
first and foremost, we have to understand it's God, right? This is not something that we discover. Well, no, there is a discovery there, but it's always been there because God, it says in Scripture, He knit us together in our mother's womb. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And He knows the world that we're being birthed into and the unique impact that we're called there. So I think the first thing as we're unpacking this idea of dreams, how do we discover our dreams? The first thing we need to say is, what what are my gifts? Yeah. And and what are the gifts of our wives, right? And um, it, the gifts may be showing themselves in certain ways in, in how the family or how the home is being managed, but that's not the entirety of it because gifts is only a part Correct. of the dream, you know. And so let's say, um, you know, I I, uh, I have a gift for speaking, and I could speak about anything, yeah. but that's not necessarily my dream. Um, and so you have to marriage those gifts to a passion. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's the thing that we can really help our wives uncover through conversations and through listening and giving them space yeah. to um, just be again. And it's the idea of like, OK, what are you really passionate about? Like wh- really what 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 creates a, an emotional response from you? You know, is it a tragedy or, or some malevolence that's happening in our culture that you just are crushed by it? There's probably a passion there, and that passion isn't something that you discovered. It's probably something that God's put on your heart uniquely, yeah. and he's calling you to bring forth the, that passion, marriage it with those gifts that he's given you from yeah, creation. Yeah. And then the question is, okay, how am I called to make an impact in this culture, in this world, to, to allow my gifts and my passions to actually make a difference beyond just this small um, family and yeah, and and yeah. I think that's that's the thing where our, our wives are, are and many men also find themselves trapped into a situation of like I have so much I have to do, I don't have time and space to really think about what's the impact. I was I was my kids are into YouTube. I think every kid is into YouTube. No one watches TV anymore. They watch YouTube, which yeah, is yeah. whatever. And they do one. It's like the daily internet dose, and I I don't even know the guy who puts it on, but he basically takes these different clips from the internet, puts it together in a two and a half, three minute video, and it's just random stuff, right? There's yeah. no thread to it at all. But one of them that I saw was about this guy, and I believe it's Indonesia, and um, and uh, it was a, a, a force that was clear cut a generation and a half ago, two generations ago, okay? So the turn of the century is clear cut. Yeah. And uh, he was in the town or the village there, and so when he was a young kid, he was maybe um, 10, 11 years old, he started planting trees. Well, he's 70 years old now. And he's planted basically a forest. That's awesome. Because he had a passion, he saw a need, and he had a unique gift, and he was willing to invest some time into that unique gift. And he turned what was basically a swamp area that had no life because he was faithful with that day after day after day, planting a tree, planting a tree. It is now a forest full of thousands of trees. The elephants have returned. The, the wildlife has returned. And now this little area that was a bane of the existence of this little community is now bringing life to all the communities around mm. it. In fact, people are traveling there to go see this rainforest in the middle of Indonesia that didn't exist there except for one guy willing to be persistent in following a dream because he saw something that no one else was willing to see and he was willing to sacrifice for it and make a difference. And that's what I think all of us have somewhere, somehow in our own lives, in our own sphere of influence. Yeah. But we get so wrapped up in the rat race, yeah. we're just running on that little wheel, yeah, we that are. little hamster wheel, and we forget that God called us to a Sabbath, 
as one of the commandments, depending yeah. on if you're Baptist yeah. or, or you know, Catholic. You know, it's either three or four. It all depends. And um, he says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Well, why? Yeah. Well, A, you need rest. But B, there's space there that allows God and the Spirit to whisper to you, this is the dream I've placed on you. Yeah. Now get after it. Yeah. And we need our wives to come alive in that. Yeah. And I think I think <laughs> us allowing, giving them opportunity to stop is the biggest permission. Not just like, well, go and figure it out. But it's like, don't don't add more to the plate. Try to take some off that plate right, right. by alleviating a stress. And then I think that's the first thing is, is for, on our side, the thing that we can do. Because there might be guys going, I don't know how to help my wife through this. And I'm like, man, I think the first thing we could do is eliminate some of that stress. Right. And I think number two is we can pray for them. Yep. And it may not yep. be praying with them. It's just praying for them, consistently praying for them. Maybe there is time to, to pray for them, but then there's times of just praying and saying, and then allowing, but at the same time asking God, God, help me to to be supportive. What can I do in the midst of this? I know that I can pray. I know that I can eliminate distractions and, and attempt to have those conversations when you need to. But you know what it's like when, when you walk in and you're like, well, let me share with you my wisdom of dreaming. And you're like, no, that ain't going to go over. So I think... <laughs> Guys, you know, <laughs> no. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you on this. I think what you should do, husbands, is take your camera or your phone, set it up in the corner of your room, sit down your wife. She doesn't know the camera's there, and have that conversation. And say, you need to dream more, and here's five easy steps to get you to dream more. And then just record that and share that with us, and see how that turns out. <laughs> and we'll put it on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. The world's biggest fails. <laughs> so, so I, I think it's it, it's setting that foundation of being able to slow down. So. It may not be a conversation that happens now. There may be tension for a while, but it may be a two months down the road thing that you're like, finally, I'm able to help enough to know that I can, that I, that she can trust me. Right. And isn't that the mark of a great leader? Yeah. A great leader is not someone who is constantly telling people what to do. A great leader is the one that sits down and says, I know you're made for more than this. And so how do I help you? discover that and then yeah. start to live that out. Yeah. And it goes back to the earlier part of the conversation where I feel like we were very Eeyore because um, we were just kind of depressed, man. We were both kind of coming in going, man, it's a hard season right now. It is. It is. But I, I think um, it's that idea of, um, uh, you know, breaking through the Eeyore and helping our wives discover it and, and creating that space. And I think a great leader is someone who just sets the table. Yeah. You know, and yes. it's, it's setting the table for our wives of saying, hey, I know at some point, you've had dreams. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a conversation with uh, a dentist buddy of mine, and a uh, hard situation. Um, and it, 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 without getting into too many details, basically, he's, he's recently gone through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was his wife, of many years, finally hit the point where she's like, I've sacrificed everything for you in your dream. Yeah. And now I'm starting to figure out who I want to be, and I'm done with that. Yeah. And so she took off and started pursuing her own thing mm. without them. Yeah. Okay. And that's what we want to stay away from. Yeah. And so as a husband to say, okay, my wife has sacrificed a ton for this, sacrificed a ton for the family, sacrificed a ton for me. How do I begin to allow her and give her permission, key, give her permission to begin to dream and say, what do I need to do? How do I, how can I sacrifice to help you start to live out the unique calling that God has on your life? Beyond yeah. just being my wife and beyond just being my my the mother to my children. And, you know, it's it's not a written permission. So just to define that, it isn't like I now in the, the name of God <laughs> permit you to it's more it's more allowing her to say, Okay, it's a permission I, slip. I right. have one. You can print it out, knownlegacy.org. Not at all. 
and uh, and uh, we 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 don't we don't condone that last statement, but but it's the idea of them knowing that things are okay, like around them that that it's not just her fighting against the world. It's it, it's t- together the one flesh. You know, I was reading in, in Mark in Mark chapter ten. It says, um, you know, verse six. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. We've probably all heard that verse. We've clapped after that with like the wedding and Yay! everyone kissed the bride. Kind of thing. But the deeper meaning in that is we are no longer ourselves. Right. So she has all authority to your dreams and you have all authority to hers. And what I mean that is that when she's dreaming, you need to support her dreams as much as she's supporting yours. Right. So you need to die to yourself at certain points. And, and it's this, it's, I'm not going to say it's a sliding scale, but, but it's an allowance of going, I'm going to put mine on hold for a minute because she is valuable and she is the other half of me that if this fell to the wayside, what would that look like for the rest of my dreams? They'd probably fall, fall apart. So taking the time to engage your spouse in her dream is healthy for her. It's healthy for you. It's healthy for your for your kids. It's valuable to who they're going to become. So let me ask you this. One of the hurdles that I know come with dreaming for guys and girls, men and women, mm-hmm. husbands and wives, is um, money. Yeah. Money. Yeah. In fact, I think we had this conversation before we even turned on the microphones. Money. And I kind of threw out there. Yeah, you're right. God didn't really part the Red Sea. And what I meant there in that very snide way was um, if God has called this dream to be, um, he will provide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and so I totally understand that you need to be wise with the steps that you take financially, but don't let the financial component of it like, well, if I dream that I have to leave my job and if I leave my job, we don't have insurance. If we don't have insurance, what happens if the kid gets sick? Stop it. You, you, you've put up a 20-foot wall that no one can just the begin with. Finances aren't even a part of the conversation. Don't even worry about that yet. Just dream. Yeah. And then continue to press that dream forward and see the impact that it could have. See the difference it could make. And watch how God prepares the way and parts that Red Sea for you as you move forward. Now, this is not a name it, claim it type thing. No, no, right? no, no, I hear you. Um, and this is not a prosperity gospel type thing. Like, if God, if you love God a lot, he'll give you the Cadillac. That's not it. But what I am saying is don't let your wife disengage from the process for fear of financial implications. That's not even where we're at yet. That comes much later in this yes, process. Is yes. that fair to say? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I... I keep thinking about right now as you're talking, um, it's convicting to my own spirit because there's so many times that, you know, and we just posted it a few days ago, fear is two options. You can either live in it or you can learn to walk through it. And there's a lot of times, even in my life, that I allow fear to uh, to incapacitate me for a period of time. Mm, that's a $1,000 word. Well there, done. Isn't that great? And so, but I do remember when Caleb and Joshua stood at, 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 at the foot, they, they, they were the two spies who came back. Yeah. And they were standing there, you know, and, and the other the other ten, ten spies were there and saying, and Joshua and Caleb like, no, no, guys, the grapes are like the size of your fist, and it's this land flowing with milk and honey, which means there's just stuff everywhere. And everyone else is like, yeah, but there's giants. Right. Yeah, but there's like bugs that are going to There's no way we could do it. There's no way that we could do this. They're all they're all huge. and Ten spies went to... Twelve spies went to spy on Cana. Ten were bad and two were good. Do you remember that song? Did you have that song? No, no, I never. I didn't grow up in church, so oh. I don't really know no, exactly. Sorry. So sorry it was about a that. sweet flannel graph that I remember growing up. And Jesus, you know, it was amazing. But 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 I think about that. The idea that that David saw Goliath, and but he didn't see Goliath. He saw the God who was bigger. Now that sounds like a cliche, 
But David it's truth. cut the head off of a nine-foot-tall man, and he was a boy. Joshua and Caleb were the only two that made it from that entire generation to walk in the promised land. Right. Caleb, in fact, if you look at the end, was still a warrior at the end. He was like 80, and he was still on the battlefield with his sword ready to go like, all right, we're going to take it now. Like he knew, he saw the promise of God, so he, he didn't allow fear to incapacitate him. So what I'm saying is, is so many times I put myself in the other paradigm, and I forget of the men like Jonathan and David and Caleb who, who said, you know what, amidst seeing things that I'm afraid of. Now, did David have fears? Absolutely. Were there other times that David was afraid? Absolutely. But when everybody talks about stories of big and small, they always use David and Goliath. And the memory is because David saw God at that moment bigger than what he was. So even at this moment, I think it's good for us to remember that we have a God who Jesus, in his own words, said, I have overcome the world. So those fears, those concerns for tomorrow, those worries are not for us to worry about right now. It doesn't mean we flippantly go in and cash in the credit card and <laughs> do a cash advance or anything like that. But it's us going, God, I, I, you're, you're calling me to this. And then live in that tension. Right. And a lot of times I feel like, like even me, I want to flee that tension quickly. I want, if it doesn't happen in like a week, I want it to be done. And I'm like, God's like, no, I need you to stay in this tension for a while. Right. Because I'm bigger than the monsters that you see. Right. I'm bigger than the giants that are, that are surrounding you. So um, the word invite keeps coming to my mind right now. And it's the idea of... Um, <clears throat> I need to continually, we as men need to continually invite our wives to our dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how are we uniquely called and gifted, and how are we using that within the world to make an impact for good? Yes. And it's not that I'm going to run after my dream, and you're going to run after your dream, and every Friday night we'll have a date night. That's not the solution. The solution is, this is, I think, how God has called me, and this is the dreams that I have um, and I want to invite you into this, Tara. And what are your dreams? And would you invite me into that so that we together can see where these these intersections happen? And that's where we're called to serve and be the most productive. Because I, if I come alive in my dream, but I come, I, I die in my marriage, I'm not alive. Correct. And so it's really this idea of like, how do we both with our dreams see how they intersect and at that moment both come alive as we passionately follow God and how he's uniquely gifted us and the passions that he's given us as individuals, but also as a couple, because we're no longer individuals, we're one flesh. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. where does that look? And then how do we both begin to run after that together? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's something that all of yeah. a sudden we're 75, 80 years old and we still have life and we still have passion and we still are running after things, not sitting on the couch waiting for Wheel of Fortune to come on and Pat Sajak will still be leading it because <laughs> dude's never going to pass away. Yeah. I don't want him to. That's not a call to him. But I mean, <laughs> I think the guy has a lot of formaldehyde in his uh, system. I think he's yeah. maybe there. And I think he's probably gone to triple digits on a reconstructive surgery on his face. <laughs> hey, Anyways. you know, you never know. I haven't watched uh, that in a long time. But I will tell you this. Um, I, I do agree with you in the idea that we need to continue to invite them in. And that starts with creating a foundation of trust. So if that, if that trust isn't there, then, then we've lost everything. So maybe today it's build a foundation of trust. Find ways to eliminate the, the things that are causing our wives to be overwhelmed. Yes. And then from there, you know, praying for them. And then from there, inviting ourselves into their conversation. Right. You know, saying, hey, I, I, maybe I don't know how to help you, but I want to. And so, God, God, you give me an opportunity. Our God is alive and well. Our God is most is, is active right now, 
And, and in, in the midst of my doubts, in the midst of your doubts, we need to cast a reality that we have a God whose word is true, just like our first filter says. Either God's word is true or it's all not. If God's word is true, he is so for us. Right. He is so in love with us. He sings over us. He does that for our wives. So, and then and the third thing is we are, because God's word is true, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are more than conquerors. So is our wives. We are one flesh with this other conqueror. We are one flesh with this other valuable masterpiece. And God put you together on purpose. There's no accident in here. There, there's a divine purpose that you are together. If you look and go, well, I don't think the person I'm supposed to be with is I'm supposed to be married to. I'm like, I'm going to find hard-pressed not to do that. Now, I know people who, who, who are breaking up because these other people, don't, they don't value who they are. They don't see God for who he is, and they are completely abusive. I'm not condoning staying. Right. That's a whole other podcast. Right now at this present moment, in the healthiness of you praying for your spouse and eliminating distractions, you are called together to do something amazing. So God wants you to pursue it. On that, on that kind of level. I'm going to challenge that one. Um, if you want to go to uh, expert level, mm-hmm. don't just pray for your wife. Pray with your wife. Mm. Pray with them. Absolutely. And, and I think it starts with praying for them. But at some point, you're going to have to stop the craziness, look them in the eyes, take their hands and say, I'm going to pray for you and the dreams that God has given you. Yeah, we're made and, for more. And, and could you imagine a couple, a husband and a wife that regularly are pausing in the midst of the craziness in the midst of their days, not just praying for tests and not just praying for health for their kids, not just praying for the illnesses of the loved ones, but just sit down and say, I'm praying that God would write and reveal to you how he's uniquely gifted you. And and I'm going to pray for you every single day. And I'm going to pray with you on a regular basis to see that come to life. Yes. That would yes, change. Yes. That could change not just a family. That could change a community. Absolutely. That could change eternities if that were the case. That's when you start planting those seeds to where they become forests. Right. Love it. Great, great stuff today. So, you know, create, create uh, eliminate distractions, pray for and with your wife, and then invite yourself into the conversation. Right. And, 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 and I'll put this one on there, too. Um, be bold in, in um, complimenting your wife on the gifts that she has. Because she probably doesn't see them as gifts. She just sees them as, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And it's like, no, you have an amazing gift of organization. You have an amazing gift of whatever, serving, or whatever it is. But start to to identify them and speak that into your wife's heart and see how she comes alive as she begins to believe what you've always seen. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Hey, check us out on on social media, Known Legacy Everywhere. Just look for it. And... uh, Follow us on there, Instagram, Facebook. That's normally where we are all about. And uh, check, uh, send us an uh, email, info at Known Legacy. If you have any questions or concerns or comments, we'd love to hear from them. Yep. Share this with your friends. And remember, it's all about running down a dream. Running down a dream. <laughs> Take care, you guys. Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.